morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the top crypto researcher on the planet, also known as the Italian Stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is back on this Friday for his fifth episode of the week. We love you, Johnny. The fastest growing influencer in this space and the lead asset manager for Phoenix Crypto Assets, the node defenders in the building, and hopefully some of his 1,500 followers are out there listening. The head, of, the head of Hogwarts and a financial wizard who makes it all happen behind the scenes, Jeremy the FinWiz is back on this Friday. Jeremy, it's awesome to have you back in the stream. It's been quite a while. And a clear quant and XRP maximalist, as well as the newest member of our 3T family, Billy, the chart analysis expert, is here to break down what's going on in the market. It would not be a Friday if we didn't have our NFT specialist. He's famous for crypto gains and stays focused on shooting virtual brains. NFT Tones is here to drop some knowledge for our community. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Robert Kinasaki thinks Bitcoin could test 17,000. Could this be the buying opportunity of a lifetime? Tucker Carlson talks about the collapse of the crypto market and asks his special guest what we can anticipate in the years to come. Citibank and Wells Fargo, as well as several other global banks, are accepting digital adoption. Is this the start of the institu institutional adoption of crypto assets? NASA has entered the metaverse, and it wouldn't be Friday if we didn't bring our 3T specialist to show our listeners the latest developments in the NFT space. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we started a little bit late this morning. Fridays, we typically do that, but that's all right. We're still going to bring the heat, bring the energy, and we'll start off with Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, you lost your XRP background. Are you still a maximalist? <laughs> I'm always going to be I'm always accumulating XRP, don't matter whether it's back there or not. But I just want to say, can we just end the show right after the introductions? The goddamn things are so good. I'm not even sure we need to go any further, but we love you, Abs. And uh, yeah, thank you for the great introductions. Those are fantastic. Love and appreciate you, Johnny. I'm happy you're back. It's been a full week for you, so I think you're due for a pay raise. I'll discuss that later in the episode. We'll go over to Billy. You'll be a negative. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to work my way down. I love it, Jeremy. Uh, of we'll course, go to Billy the answer guy speaks up right away. Billy, how are you feeling on this Friday? You got Quant, you got XRP in the background. We haven't had you on since we've experienced this crypto crash. What's on your mind? Let me get my thing unmuted and I'll say something. Uh, a couple of things that I want to touch on, man. This this crash is um, it's it's done a couple of things. One, it's brought euphoria into people who are prepared, especially people within the academy who understand what's going on. And then there's a flip side of that. It's bringing panic and fear to other people who aren't as you know knowledgeable as what's going on and understand that when you know there's blood in the streets there's actually it's a good thing uh so i just want to make sure that people understand that don't panic understand what's going on get in the community talk to people if, if things are start going sideways and you don't have a plan reach out to someone just don't panic and i, I don't want to throw a shout out to a part of the community that you know if you are in crypto and things go sideways you know it affects you mentally spiritually physically like you go through all these things so the cool thing about 
the academy, and I don't mean to get down or anything, but the cool thing and the, the, the most amazing thing about this place is like the Wednesday night calls that we had with Coach Kelly and uh, Coach Johnny Canuck that we can talk about things like what happened, why is why is this going on? Why is this going on? Just to kind of stabilize your emotions, because the last thing you want to do when you're investing and looking into projects is be emotional and be scared about things. You need to understand things, but you have to put your emotions in check. And there's there's ways that we can do that within the academy. So anybody that's watching, anybody that's wanting to join or uh, have questions, man, show up on Wednesday night. Get in with Coach Kelly and uh, Coach Johnny. And uh, it's, it's, it's just it's an amazing experience and it will make you an all around better person. Awesome, Billy. Thank you so much. And we're going to get later we're, later in the episode, we're going to deep dive into exactly what you talked about. I want to go to the Node Defender next. Mario, you are growing quickly, quickly, quickly on Twitter. Why don't you give our listeners some advice on what they should be doing so they can grow like you? Hey, man, you, <laughs> you're making me blush, but uh, thank you so much. But uh, You have to tell us just, the secret, Mario. That's what we need to know. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the secret. It's just be yourself, stay consistent. And even if you think that somebody's not going to care about what you have to say, just say it anyway, because chances are there's going to be like one or two people that resonate with what you're saying and you're, you could impact somebody's life. Like Billy, like he, he nailed, like the, these are times for us as a community to come together. Anybody that's watching us right now or listening to us um, by a podcast, if you're in the Academy, this is like a crucial time. Make sure you, you, you seek the resources that we have within the Academy, like the, the mindset calls with, with uh, the captain and Kelly like those, those, those calls are, are just phenomenal just to, you know, uplift your spirit. I can't, I can't stress that, that enough. And if you're not in the Academy, then this is a perfect time for you to join a community that, you know, we, we stay positive and we, we, we help each other and we lift each other up. For sure. And Jeremy, I want to go to you next. We already got a comment in the comment section saying you look oh like God. a high school student. That's why we put you at the end. We wanted to get you and Ando, the two high school seniors at oh the end of the God. introductions. How are you feeling? It's awesome to have you, Jeremy, and you look amazing. I'm feeling great. I like that me and Billy are wearing the same diamond hand shirt. So if you don't have a diamond hand shirt, hit up 3T Warrior Labs or 3T Warrior Academy and get it. All of our new clothes are available on there from the line that we just dropped and then we're reworking on some of our classic prints so i just want to throw that out there as a little plug um, other than that i'm always feeling great like i don't know anything that happens in the market really doesn't phase me what i do know for certain is people are people i'm going to say what johnny crypto always says at the end of the day <laughs> um people are emotional animals right and so it's really good to have a support system that allows you to talk about how you're feeling and how things are happening, especially if you've been doing this for many, many years and you're waiting for, you know, XRP to go to the moon or you're waiting for, you know, Ether to go to the moon or whatever it is that you're focused on, right? Having a support system like you find in the academy or having good friends like these guys, I can always go to them and say, hey, I'm feeling this way um, or that way. And what do you think about this? Or what do you think that I should do? There, You can always get more information on what's happening by reaching out to other people. And that's why you never want to really panic sell. You want to wait, see what's really happening, and then make a decision. Um, so yeah, but other than that, I'm feeling amazing. I always feel amazing. I'm getting ready to go on a cruise, getting ready to leave on Sunday morning. So I'm just going to chill chill in Alaska and Canada and finally get to meet Johnny Canuck. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. So anyone who wants to find Jeremy over the next couple of weeks, head up to Alaska and you can find him there. But we're going to go to NFT Tones next. I want to give a quick shout out to Waters Above. We really appreciate you showing love and support. We love your community. We love what you're doing. And we always join your Friday live streams. So if you're looking for some really good content, check out Waters Above live streams every single Friday. I believe it's 5 p.m. or 3 p.m. Eastern. 
I'll let you know later in the episode, but we'll go back to NFT tones here. NFT tones. I see you kept your pajamas on for this episode. Really appreciate that. How are you feeling on this Friday? And what are you going to drop for our listeners this morning? Uh, I think he just rolled out of bed. Yo, yo, take it easy. This is not, this is my Hawaiian shirt. I, I'm taking it's like a $200. It's all, love, it's all love, bro. Yeah, I know it is. I know it is. So what do I have in, uh, planned for you guys today? I got Champions Ascension, which is a new game coming out. Axie Infinity it just launched on iPhone or phones. And now we also have Instagram is adding NFTs. So we got a lot of stuff in store today. Awesome stuff, Ando. And I do have an article we're going to talk about where NASA has partnered to enter the metaverse and work within the simulation. So I'm sure you're going to have some really cool comments. But we'll hop into this thing the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Twitter account at 3TG Crypto. Brother, yeah. share, you your, screen, share your screen, please. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. It's all right. It's all, all good. Our listeners, Friday's Friday. we're so excited. We're so excited. Let's Fridays go. are a little bit tough. You know, energy's high though. Don't even worry about it. I didn't it. even notice. I thought we were just going to talk about the Twitter. <laughs> I, think abs, the Twitter page. I think Abs wants a pair of those pajamas too. He got all. Uh, I guess you don't know me that well, Johnny. We'll start this thing the same way we always do by going into our Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We held a live stream last night. We made some great connections, talked about Bitcoin, central bank digital currencies. Awesome talking to you guys and always cool collaborating with our team. Go smash that follow button and tweet at us. We always get back to you. We are showing on the fear and greed index a 10. We're still sitting in extreme fear this morning as we've been this entire week. We're going to head right past that and go into the total coin market cap, which is up this morning. We are at 1.3 trillion in global market cap. Bitcoin sitting above 44% dominance. Ethereum is at 19%. Bitcoin is back above $30,000 this morning. And we've talked about us experiencing some form of a short-term rebound before we continue our bearish price action. Ethereum is 2100 XRP is 44 cents. We saw XRP touch as low as 36 cents yesterday. So I guess it's good that we're back up in the 44 cent range. Cardano is 57 cents. Avalanche is $36. Kronos is 19 cents. Stellar is 13 cents. And we have Hedera Hashgraph at 10 cents this morning. Mr. Johnny Crypto, it's only fitting that we start with you. What are you watching this morning? And is there anything you are dollar cost averaging into on this beautiful Friday? Yeah, so, you know, I'm actually kind of a little pissed that things are bouncing up. I really don't want it to go up right. We're already down and we're in the pain zone, so let's stay here as long as we can because, you know, I ain't got money growing on the trees in the backyard. I haven't figured out how to do that yet. So, you know, we want we want it to stay here for a few weeks so we can start dollar cost averaging into some of these things. But, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I bought a ton of stuff yesterday. Uh, and so what we're trying to do here, I, you know, I, I've been telling you guys, so, I like Quant. I love WTK, uh, Crow, Algo. I actually bought a little more Nexo because I want to boost up. So that H bar. I mean, God, this every. I mean, you just look around like everything in their mother is on for sale right now. And so again, I'm going to continue to build and, and continue to load up on the bags of those coins that represent like the infrastructure of where we're moving forward. And so those are the kinds of things I want to have going forward. And some of them, you know, were kind of high. I wasn't able to get them three months ago, six months ago, but now, God damn it, man, everything's on sale right now. So those are the things I'm looking at, and I'll continue to probably add more as well. And we'll talk more about them on the show uh, as we continue to add that stuff. Awesome. And we're going to go right down to the bottom of our screen. NFT Tones, I heard you're doing some buying this morning. Why don't you let our listeners know what you're buying? I saw Gala is actually performing pretty well during the spare market. What are your thoughts? So I've been getting, I've been loading my bags on Gala and gaming coins. Then I've also been loading my bags on some other coins like Sex to Earn, uh, some Smart Monkey, and uh, Forever. 
So I'm getting into a bunch of uh, coins off of pre-sale and stuff, and I'm hoping to see where they go, especially now that the market's down. I feel like it's perfect time to get into some of these coins and see where they go. Love it, did, man. And did, I love did, he just... say, did he say sex to earn? What? Yeah, yeah what? they even have they yeah. sex to earn. They have sleep to earn. They have everything. Right. Welcome to it's like it's exactly like literally it's called sexing, just like stepping. I was about to say stepping did good. Imagine what that thing's gonna do. Yeah, I know. (laughs) When you said that, I was like, oh my god, everybody's gonna be rich. Anybody who's gonna make some extra money, Ando is the guy to talk to. That's why we bring him on the show. Whether it's sex to earn or stepping to earn, whatever it is, Ando, it's good to know what's going on in your personal life. We'll go to Jeremy here. Jeremy, what are some of your thoughts on what's going on overall in the market this morning? I'd love to hear your approach from a mindset standpoint because you had some great insight on our Twitter Spaces last night. What's going through your head? Yeah, thanks for putting me on the spot. I forgot everything that I said on the Twitter Spaces last night. No, um, so essentially, well, let me start with this. Right now is a great time to buy. This isn't the first recession or. I guess, recession or crash or whatever you want to call it, bear market that I've been through. And so what you want to do, and I continuously say this, if it's something about the infrastructure that you are a fan of, like with me, Stellar is probably still my favorite, one of my favorite infrastructures and XLM is one of my favorite coins, right? There's no reason why I wouldn't keep buying that. Yes, I think having an exit strategy on the way up and an exit strategy on the way down is super beneficial, right? So that you can cut some losses and then rebuy back in on, on the way back up. But it, but if, if it's the infrastructure that you believe in, right, there's no reason to panic on those things that you really think are going to be, be around in the long run. Okay, so like for me, um, XLM, DOT, um, HBAR, all the ones that everybody just said, because those are things that we infrastructure wise that we believe in and the things that they're doing with that and the people that are using those technologies are building, you know, great going out and building great projects with those. Right. And so I don't have that that part. You just stay just stay the course. Right. That's why you have a plan in place and you surround yourself with good people like I do with you guys. So you can give me the information and the insight that I need. The other thing that I want to say is we always think of, we always look at the crypto as the thing that's going to make us, you know, billionaires or millionaires. But I think that one of the things that a lot of people need to look at is like, what can you learn from the infrastructure rather than just holding the coin, right? Because if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, and this is something I did talk about last night on the, um, on the Twitter spaces and something that I'm becoming really adamant about is that if you're a creator, if you have an idea, these technologies might help you get to where you want to go with that idea or that solution that you have. So research these projects, learn about them, see if there's a way to utilize them, the kind of the way that we're going to be using the XRP ledger to make our NFT project with Collecti, right? And go and start a business. In the long run, if you have a business that you're utilizing with these in, this infrastructure, you're going to go further than you could ever have imagined. And you may even go further than you could if you were just holding the coins themselves. And that's something that I'm a big advocate for. The other thing that I'm... I'm that I'm really excited about is the fact that all the gaming NFTs are on sale right now. So I keep saying like, like me and me and Dustin and Brenda and um, Josh, part of the Academy, they're part of our media team or they are the media team. We like, we're getting like a Pagoxy guild going because Pagoxies are so cheap right now. Spider tanks. I think one was going for like a hundred dollars when we were looking on Tuesday this week at our Phoenix crypto assets meeting. That's freaking awesome because those games are cool. They had a high cost entry Things went down. They went on sale. Go and buy. You can rent them out, make some money, or just use them to play the game and play to earn. So there's all kinds of opportunities. So don't look at this as like a bad thing. These things are going to happen. 
money comes into a market, money goes out of the market, things fall. You have what Johnny Crypto likes to call the elites and <laughs> playing with the system. That's a true thing that's happening. So that definitely impacted. So. Thank you so much, Jeremy. That was spot on. I want to, we're going to dive deeper into the episode, why we even got a bull market in the first place and why we're going to get a bear market going forward. But I think there's one thing that you brought up that's so important. It's more important than anything else you mentioned. And that's, this is not an attack on cryptocurrency. Nothing fundamentally has changed with a lot of these projects, right? We're just experiencing bearish price action. So something that you would have paid 4X for in November is now at a 25 or sorry, 75% discount going for 25% of the price that it was just four, five, six months ago. So a lot of these projects, whether it's Stellar, HBAR, Quant, XLM, um, what's the other, XRP, all of these projects are in a great range for accumulation. Johnny Crypto, I do want to go to you next, but we do have 185 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. And if you're looking for a deeper, more fundamental understanding of the cryptocurrency market, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to every single member of our team, including Coach JV. You get live updates weekly on his portfolio, and you get to see exactly how we're navigating this market from a mindset standpoint. But Johnny Crypto, I do want to go to you next, and then we're going to hop into a clip from Tucker Carlson explaining the Bitcoin bull run we had in 2021. Thanks, Ab. You know, I just want to say something that I think is really important here in terms of right now with the market and the way it's going. We're seeing a lot of things on um, <clears throat> on uh, Twitter about suicides and people doing terrible things to themselves right now during this time. So I encourage everybody out there, first of all, our heart goes out to all those folks here at the academy. We're really here for those folks. And so if you know somebody that is, you know, going through a tough time because of this, try to be the light for them. Try to be there, the support for them during this difficult time. And kind of just remind them at the end of the day that what's really the, as long as you have your health, you have your hands and your legs and your feet and your head and your brain, you know what? At the end of the day, so we all lose a little money. It's not the end of the world. But it's because people's mindset are so hooked on the fact of how important money is to them that they kind of – just think about for someone they're willing to throw their life away because they lost money. That really is that, – that really saddens, I think, us here at the Academy because it's not about money. Coach talks about all the time. You don't need money to be rich. You, you need to have mindset. You need to have love. And you will be as rich as you can be, right? So just, again, to say out there – you know, we do care about you folks out there. Love and prayer. We're trying to bring the calmness. You see us here. We're losing money. I'm in the red. Just so you guys know, I'm losing right now. Right, Mario? We were talking about that yesterday. We're back to... He lost the sleeves of his shirt. Yeah, That's look, I can't afford the sleeves no more. Exactly. I had to cut them off and sell them something just to pay the mortgage. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, I think what the main message here, guys, is that be there for your friends and your family. Let them know that if you have your health, it's all you need. You can, a coach always says, right, if you lose all your money, you can always re-earn it again. As long as you got your brains and you have, be thankful for your health. Because if you don't have your health, then you should worry. And that's always my number one priority and everybody's number one priority. It's your health first, and then everything will just fall into line. Anyway, so just wanted to let you know, and um, we're there for I, you guys. I just want to add to that real quick, and Abs, I know that you have to move on, but it's so important about the mental health thing. And one of the things that we're, we do in the academy that we're continuously 
pro progressing on. Um, our head of our customer support, May, uh, and myself, we actually created a guidelines to help people that are having resources available for our Warrior Academy members. Um, if they are struggling with any type of mental health issues, or if they're upset or they need to talk, and it's not something that you know they want to share with the, the rest of the community members. And also within those resources, if you are a current Warrior Academy member, there's, there's things that um, there are resources that we have provided that you can look at to then get help for people if you think that they're having difficulties um, with, you know, any any kind of mental health um, issue or, you know, they just need to talk to someone. So I just want to reemphasize that. Yeah, thanks, Sharon. Uh, Sharon, mute. we can't hear you, but... Thank you so much. I'm calling to Andrew Cashflow over here. I just want to say thank you guys because I appreciate those conversations. Those types of conversations are, are extremely difficult. And I think there are a lot of conversations that people avoid during times like this, but I think it's important we address it. All of us are accessible. Go follow our Twitter account. I run that thing. Go DM us. I'll make sure I, I get back to you. Same thing with Mario. Go at the node defender, at Johnny Crypto, at Age of Jeremy, at Billy. It's like every single one of us is available. Never feel that you're alone. And the most valuable thing in a time like this is a sense of community because eventually these prices are going to go up and we're going to be the guys who are riding up with you. We'll hop into our first article for today, which is actually a tweet we have an article from, or sorry, a short clip from Tucker Carlson explaining how the influx of money came into the crypto market during 2021 and what we can anticipate going forward. I'm going to let this thing play. Here we go. Across the board, it feels like no one is safe right now. And I know that can be really scary for people, but at the same time, we shouldn't really be surprised because there's been so much excess added to the system. You mentioned it earlier in the newscast. I mean, the federal government has been printing trillions of dollars in the last few years. They were printing before, but it was accelerated as the result of the pandemic. And that money had to flow somewhere. It went into stocks, it went into crypto and Bitcoin, and it caused inflation. Now the government is trying to take inflation seriously. They have to try to reduce the balance sheet. They have to try to raise interest rates to make it more expensive to borrow in record debt levels. And so people are selling assets. They're selling stocks, some of those stocks going down further than Bitcoin. People are selling Bitcoin and crypto. And I want to make an important distinction. I do want to pause the clip there and just get some comments from our group. We've continued to talk about this being a macroeconomic issue as opposed to just a crypto markets problem. And we're going to see more and more of this going forward. Jeremy, I'd love to go to you first, being the financial wizard. How do you feel about all of this new liquidity flooding into the market? You've got over a decade, I think maybe 15 years of banking experience. So you have some really great insight on this specific topic. The floor is yours. That makes I mean, him about 18 years old based on the way he looks. Oh my gosh. I do not look that young right now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, if you say so, that's fine. I'm going to take it as a compliment because Tones is 14 still. I'll be 17 in this one, and we'll be good to go. Um, anyway, the point of the story is, is that um, Natalie's absolutely right. I think that was her name. I don't think Tucker, Tucker Carlson knew what the hell she was talking about by the way that he looked, but anytime I can poke fun at Tucker Carlson, I will. Um, but um, Natalie, I think that was her name. She, she see, That was exactly what happened, in my opinion. I believe that we had an event that took place with the C word, okay? The C word happened, okay? It was something that no one was expecting, at least to the extent that we locked things down, pumped money into the system, right? And so you had a period where all this money came out of the system. The government put in money back into the system, right, with the quantitative easing things. People used that to put money into their coin. The coin went back up. Then they started getting their jobs. They started having extra money. They put that back into the coin, and we got a really super inflated market. 
Now that the C word, even though it's still going on, it's not really like apparent. We're not doing quantitative easing. All this inflation is skyrocketing. People have jobs again. They're getting money. They're, they're spending stuff. The, the Fed is trying to get money out of the system. That's why we have a ridiculous savings bond right now that's like got a 9.62% interest rate to entice people to get money out of that system. They're doing everything that they can. That money's coming out of the system. They one Once someone does one thing and then everybody else sees that other thing going down, Emotion happens, everybody else then pulls their money, and you have an effect like what we had right now. It's it it I don't want to say that we're gonna go back to the numbers that we saw before 2020, but what I'm saying is that it has to fix itself because it was an event that wasn't really supposed to take place, right? Yeah. It was this thing that was out of the norm that happened that created all of this money coming into a system, a brand new system. And now it's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And everybody else is trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And that can take time, you know, we're two years later now, and we're starting to see the effects of that stuff coming out of the system. So that's why I don't think that it's really, it is a horrible, it is a big deal if you lost a lot of, I get that. I get that. But you want to, if, if it's something that you really believe, and I keep going back to that, like I haven't sold anything. I'm just going to keep dollar cost averaging in. I just have my regular buys for the things that I buy and those automatic buys happen in crypto.com. And then I'll probably do some, you know, swaps here and there on some DeFi's just for fun. I have a liquidity pool that I mess around with, you know, and I, I think that those are the things that you just continue doing. Nothing really has to change. It's just this happened. So what I'm questioning now, Jeremy, is that we have the Fed offloading their balance sheet starting on June 1st. And you just talked about it, that massive flux of liquidity that came in during 2020. It was an anomaly. If we go into a bear market now, they're not going to print into oblivion just to bring out of, bring us out of a crypto market. So I'd love to go back to you for some really quick comments. How do you feel about the Fed beginning to offload their balance sheet starting in June? And is that going to lead to a longer bear market than we anticipate? Yeah, I personally think that we're headed for a, a, a recession in the economy, right? That's going to last probably from... I don't know when that happens till, you know, what's a recession, 90 days, 120 days, at least for, we'll call it six months for until six they print months again, right? Until they print again. Right. And, and so that's one of the other problems now I'm not saying that things need to be pegged to gold and I'm not saying that things shouldn't be pegged to gold. All that I am saying is that with our current way that our fiat currency works is the only way to control it is pump it in and take it out, pump it in and take it out, pump it in and take it out. That's the only way to control it. There's no other way to do it because there is no physical asset backing any of it. The other problem is, is lots of other countries utilize the United States dollar as a peg. So that leads that the United States dollar has to pump money in and take it out and pump it in and take it out to get it to do it. And that's why we we, we have these types of cycles. Now, I don't know if the, uh, the solution is to go back to pegging towards gold. I don't really know what that solution is. I'm not that, the, that smart to figure that part out. There's great economists that go and try to study that. And then they give that advice, hopefully, to the government. And the government takes the best advice possible. But that's what continues to happen. So when they offload this, we're going to see this in my opinion, for a period of time. Now, the only time that that may change is depending on how, if, if a bunch of retail investors, whether it's crypto or stocks or whatever, they feel happy about what's going on. Because they the, the Fed could unload its money and all of us is in the world, we could get super happy for some unknown reason and start then rebuying stuff and pumping it all back up. But if that if that concept of we need to sell stays there with the retail investors, then yeah, I think that we're going to have a pretty a pretty rough six months personally. So you're spot on. And this is a larger move away from decentralized currencies into centralized currencies. And that's why I think this bear market coming in right now 
the timing is impeccable, right? We're moving into an age now where central banks are going to start launching their own currencies, CBDCs. We already see the piloted program in China. We have them really using it in China, actually. We have pilot programs in the UAE, pilot programs in Japan, all over the world. France has a pilot program. Germany is working on something. And in 2023, all of these things are going to come to fruition at the same time. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if the crypto market goes through a massive, massive bearish trend up until that point. Johnny Crypto, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. I'd love to go to you next. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is a classic case of artificial inflation. So as Jeremy just talked about, right, you brought this big pile of money into the market. It had to go somewhere due to the C word. And so it found its way in the stock market. We had one of the biggest bull runs ever. We found its way in the crypto market and it artificially pumped all those things up. And if we were smart and, and we had exit plans, as some of us did here at the Academy, you would have taken advantage of that artificial inflation and got some money out. But now the reality is what's going to happen is it's going to kind of average itself out, right? And you're going to see things pull back to a, a trend line. And if you go back and you look at the overall trend line for Bitcoin, which is kind of like the index for crypto right now, it's still on an upward trend. We're going to still continue to go upward because at the end of the day, what, we're, what we, we know is crypto is here to stay. The technologies that are coming through this and the innovation that's coming out of blockchains is going to drive our future. And so if you're educated in the space, you're not worried today. None of us are worried. I haven't looked at the count. We're not worried because we know that we're investing in the rails of the future. We know that future is coming. It's a few years away. Okay. So yeah. Okay. We have to wait a little bit now. We're not going to get that generational wealth today, but, but nobody got that generational wealth either through the internet in, in one year. It kind of takes time as the internet took, you know, 20 years to really get to where it is today. The same thing's going to happen with the crypto market and the crypto rails and all this. Stuff. It's going to take multiple years, but the fact that you guys are in so early here, just take these opportunities to go and buy. You know, you asked me what I bought. The other thing I bought was pro. I love pro, right? It's pro what is that? That's the NFTization of, of property, of real estate. That's one of my favorite ones. And that thing was at four or five bucks. Now you buy the dot bought it yesterday for a dollar. I'm, I'm freaking happy to the pig and shit. Johnny, if I can yeah. just interject right there, there's so many real real world utility being implemented right now. These pullbacks have nothing to do with the actual project. This is what I want to reiterate continually throughout this episode. Propy is another great example of people continuing to use that product to sell digital real estate as a facilitator for real estate going forward. Nothing has changed. No changes have come with the actual project, but that price is down. What you said it was at $4. Now it's below a dollar because of the entire market it has nothing to do with Propy. And there's examples of that across the board, including HBAR, including quant, including XRP, including ADA. And a lot of these coins, this is the time to build your portfolio, do your dollar cost average process, build a million dollar portfolio. And then when we get our bull market, you're not going to sit there and say, Oh, I want, I want low prices again so I can accumulate. These are your low prices, and they're going to be around for the next six months. Billy, I, oh, sorry, Mario, you're, the floor is yours. No, I know Billy wants to go, but I just want to say something which is related to what you're saying. Your generational wealth is built when you buy, not when you sell. Just remember that. Yes. And just to reiterate really quick. As just remember to sell, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just all, remember to sell. Because Selman mentioned like, on multiple Twitter spaces last night that he always finds it odd that no one ever sells. Yeah, no, it's always easier to buy than it is to sell. And if we learned anything from the 2021 bull run, it's that nobody knows what the hell is going to happen. Not one influencer got it right. I guess blockchain backer was right, but technically he exited early. And when we look back at what happened in 2020 and 2021, 
In September of 2020, Bitcoin was $9,000. By March of 2021, Bitcoin was $61,000. That's our bull run. Everything beyond there was consolidation. We barely got above those levels, maybe seven to 10 days trading above 61,000 after that. So you can really say that the beginning and the end of our bull run took place in the six months from the end of 2020 to the beginning of 2021. Billy, the floor is yours. I was going to say, you know, we're talking about before just a few weeks ago, we were talking about how high was it going to go. Now we're talking about how low can it go? And we usually look at support levels and say, okay, this is previous support. This is where, you know, the next channel is going to be. And it's kind of difficult at this time because now we have manipulation. So that throws a little kink into things. You can't look at it as normal. So that goes into exactly what you were saying. Believe in the project that, that you're talking about. Understand the utility of because we all know that we can't go backwards. If we go backwards, we're going to be done as a society. We have to evolve. That's just a natural thing to do. And it's technology. That's what we're going to. You look at HBAR, VChain, look at the societal things that it fixes, the utility behind it. So, yes, I think the market is still going to continue to go down. And the reason that I believe it's going to go down is because in order for it to go up, there has to be a catalyst. There has to be some kind of psychology change to it. There has to be positive news. Right now, we don't have any of that. We know that there's manipulation in the market. There's scarcity with baby formula. There's scarcity with food shortages. Uh, now they're talking about, you know, gasoline and diesel prices. So I think it's going to continue to fall, but it's not going anywhere. That's that's what I'm trying to say is it's sort of like when you buy a house, uh, you're in that house for the long term. Things are going to happen to that house. You're going to have to fix the house. The damn roof might come off of it. You're not going anywhere. You're going to stay in your house because you believe in it. It's safe. You know what it is. And that's kind of what we are. That's what we're doing with these coins as well. So, uh, yeah, don't trip about the manipulation it's just part of it but these coins aren't going anywhere and it's almost a blessing that the manipulation happened because the difference between it happening in crypto and on the blockchain and rather than the regular stock market like it happens every day is like bitboy said we've seen it we can see it all now so you know we can make better judgment calls if that makes any sense but yeah i just wanted to get out there that that manipulation kind of skews our our support lines and where we think it's going to go because so now we just sit back and that's why dca is going to be so important right now uh your lives can literally change but dca and don't take your whole nugget and throw it because you don't know what it's going to do right now i really think that bitcoin is going to turn up it's going to hit its trend line as it was going up and it's going to turn back down and, and hit another support because of all the negative connotations in the world and all the fear that they're they're putting out there for sure, Billy. And it's, it's clear that you're unbiased. I mean, you're not a quant supporter. You're not an XRP maximalist. It's not very telling by your background. But I do want to say we have some amazing articles for you guys. We have Robert Kinasaki update saying Bitcoin will hit 17,000. We have Wells Fargo and Citibank saying that mass adoption is taking place behind the scenes right now. And we are going to break that down later in the episode. But I do want to get some thoughts from NFT Tones here. Also, 215 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. You know the deal here. We'll go to NFT Tones. Actually, I more or less have a question for you guys. What do you guys think about Luna at its current price point at 0. 0.0008 or 0.0008 of a cent? And do you guys think that there will be a new stable coin that comes out that possibly fixes all the algorithmic uh, stable coins? Because as we can see, they're not working. You, uh, USDT nearly lost its peg. UST lost its peg. What do you guys think they can do to fix these kind of stable coins? Well, it's clear that they can't use this algorithmic method that they're using now. It's not sustainable during a bear market, and it's not going to be sustainable going forward because they 
So for anybody who doesn't understand what that means, these stable coins aren't pegged by hard assets. They're not sitting on, for example, a billion US dollars. So they create a, US, a billion US stable coins. That's not what's happening here. They're saying that they have a profitable trading mechanism that allows them to sustain that $1 limit and hold that portfolio value. I'm sure Johnny Crypto has some comments, but the floor is open here. Yeah, I would just say that. So first of all, Luna is about two cents right now, at least on BitTrue um, in the USDT pair. Uh, in terms of it, so the way I would think, everybody's asking me this question right now. This is probably the most asked question. Is Luna dead? Well, let me just say this. Here's my thoughts on it. At the end of the day, it was exposed. People now have saw that the algorithm that they designed to try and keep it pegged, it, it has a flaw in it, right? It has a, has a software bug in it that obviously can be um, exploited, and we saw that happen. So unless they fork it and go and create something to fix that, I can't see Luna surviving this, so uh, I, I'm looking to see if they're going to fork it, right? What's what, what's ironic is the guy, Dolquan, literally was interviewed a few days earlier, and he literally said on the air, you know, I love seeing, uh, how did he say it? Something along the lines of, oh, it's entertaining to see crypt other cryptocurrencies die, and how ironic is that his died three days later? So I wonder if it's still entertaining to him. Johnny, we, do, we, we have a live clip I want to show you. We're going to go right back to you here. But we have a live clip of Don. How do you say his name, Johnny? Is it Don Quan or Don Quo? Don Quan. I don't know. Don Quan actually met with Janet Yellen this weekend, and we're going to show you what happened live. I don't know if anyone's seen this clip, but. Yeah. <laughs> and he was gone. And he was gone. And I don't want everybody to get hurt, but the way that he did that and ran was just hilarious. And just to be clear, that old woman was fine. She gets up afterwards and everyone's consoling her. It's a total joke. Everybody was okay in this clip. But I thought it was so funny and it's very telling because honestly, that's probably what would happen if they met in person. But Jeremy, the floor is yours. Well, I just wanted to say, so a lot of the times when the pegs went, because there's other currencies in the world, right? They don't have, they have a, a formula that they peg themselves to the United States dollar. And when that peg gets out of bounds, traditionally what happens with regular fiat currencies when they're pegged to the United States dollar is that the, 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 the U.S. has to go and then put money back into the market. So it's not it's not unreasonable to think that if the United States is trying to take actual fiat currency out of the market, that those pegs are going to get messed up anyway, right? Because we are trying so hard to get money out of the market and we can't put money back into the market to fix these pegs. So a lot of these currencies that are pegged to the United States dollar, whether digital or their regular fiat currencies, right? Or paper currencies that it's, it, those are going to get all messed up right now. And there might be lots of buying opportunities. If you're in the currency trading game, the right, the, the fiat currency trading game, not the coin currency trading game that you, there might be lots of opportunities in that market as well right now, because those are going to get really messed up on the pegging because of the money that we're taking out of the market. So I just want to throw that out there in regards to in regards to some of these pegs. That's why we're seeing USDT do the thing that we're, we're seeing it doing. Because it, you have to have that market liquidity for the dollar to keep those pegs in line. And we don't have that because we're taking all the money out of the system. 100%. Mario, I know you got an explanation for some of Luna's price action. What, what are your thoughts? So as far as the algorithmic part is, so the UST, um, my understanding is that USDT and USDC are not algorithm, algorithmic stable coins. And so the, there's Correct. there's a difference. That's why we, we saw what happened with UST. And I mean, USDT has got this black cloud on top of it because of all the things that, that, have, that are rumored uh, about them not really being 100% backed. Uh, 
uh, all the USDT is not being 100% back. But as far as the price of Luna right now, what they've tried to do in order to combat what's happening is they've actually flooded a whole bunch of new coins into the into, into circulation. So right now, there's if this number is correct, and I'm looking here, there, Luna went from having, I think, was originally a billion, maybe less. It had to be less. I don't recall the exact number. But right now, there's 6.9 trillion coins in circulation. So that's why this has pushed the price to be at several several zeros. Um, they are still trying to... My understanding is that... I, I have not really dove too much too much into it but my understanding is that they are trying to you know validators have halted um they're trying to come up with a solution a lot of people are taking a gamble and putting money into it again it's a gamble just don't be don't be um don't beat yourself if you don't get that money back just throw something that you're willing to lose if that's what you're thinking of doing but that's just a quick explanation as to why there's so many zeros in the price of luna right now they they've just added a whole bunch into circulation there's like 6.9 trillion at the moment Awesome. And we're going to move into our first article for today, which is a Robert Kinasaki article. We have some amazing stuff. We're going to go a little bit quickly here, guys, but I'm going to make sure we get comments from the whole group. Rich Dad Poor Dad's Robert Kinasaki plans to buy Bitcoin when the bottom is in and says it could be around 17000 Kinasaki thinks that Bitcoin could test the $17,000 range. He tweeted out on Thursday saying Bitcoin is crashing and he's waiting for the price of cryptocurrency to fall back below 20000 he says when Bitcoin falls below 20000 he will start accumulating at $0.17. Cents. And he also makes a very powerful statement here, which is crashes are the best time to get rich. Johnny Crypto, what are your thoughts on what Kinasaki has to say? And I am going to get some more quotes from this article before we kick it around the group. Yeah, I've definitely been you know, thinking a lot about buying Bitcoin. I've been saying it for a while now. This is a good time, in fact. So um, I, I, I helped my parents to do their account. So I actually got a little Bitcoin for them. Now, and I do, but not a lot, just a little, because I do believe we're going lower. I think 20 is a real possibility looking at that bottom trend line. So I'm waiting to see if we hit there. I'm going to try to dollar cost average in a little bit along the way if we get there, if not. But 17 to 20K is kind of the number that I think is very, very realistic for a bottom. I don't think 10Ks. I think Bitboy or somebody said 10K. I don't think that's realistic, Abs. 17 to 20, I do believe it is possible to see it. And if it does, I'm going to be buying at that point. And in January, he actually tweeted out that Bitcoin will go back below $20,000. And he was met with a bunch of ridicule. So he reiterated that Bitcoin will win in the end because Bitcoin will win because America is led by the three stooges. This is his quote, not mine. He says, Joe Biden, Janet Yellen, and Jerome Powell are the modern day three stooges. And he doesn't trust them with anything. But in March, Kinasaki said the US dollar was about to implode blaming the United States President Joe Biden for causing inflation. He recommended buying gold, silver, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Solana as investments that hedge against inflation. And the renowned author also warned that eventually the government will seize all your cryptocurrency and fold them into a government crypto. So we've seen him be correct before. I really hope he's not correct now. But Jeremy, I'd love to go back to you. What are some of your thoughts on what he has to say? And do you think he's correct? One, that these are hedges against inflation, but two, that someday they're going to roll these into government cryptos. Well, I do believe that they were hedges against inflation. <laughs> um, no, I, I believe that they can be hedges against inflation. I, I don't have a problem with that. The way that they work makes sense. It's very similar to how gold works, especially Bitcoin. Um, so I, I don't have a problem a problem with that part or Solana. I think that that's great. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that part's accurate. He's been right before. I think the 20, I keep messing around and saying we're going to go back to what Bitcoin was in 20. 20- 
19. Just with my theory of the the C word coming around, I don't think it's going to get that low. I have to agree with the 15. I think like 15, 17,000, somewhere in there. I believe that that's a possibility as this continues to unfold, um, depending on how people go and manipulate um, um, the pump up. Um, in regards to the three stooges, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm a hundred. I don't, I believe that people are, I, I, I know for a fact, well, not know for a fact, but I believe that people are manipulating the market. I think the, the, I don't, the reason why I think Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell are terrible and Joe Biden are terrible choices for all of this is one Joe. I'm not a, I don't believe in centrism and Joe Biden's a centrist. So I'm not a big fan of that. But with the Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell thing is that it's, and I hate to sound ageist in this, but we have to have innovative people that are helping run the country. Thank you, you Jeremy. I brought this up yesterday and people thought it was a joke. I said, why are all of our leaders 95 years old? It doesn't make any sense. Where's the 55 year old? Where's the 65 year old? It's not like I'm calling for these young guys who are 30 to come up. I'm just looking for somebody who you know isn't 10 minutes away from death. That's all I'm saying. Jeremy. The first well, year. that's one of the things like, and I don't want to, I don't want to say that, 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 that people can't be innovative in the older age, but I know that these people are not. And if they are, they're pretending not to be so that they can keep control of something. I mean, half, this is just, if you don't know what's going on, you don't know what's going on. You shouldn't be in a position where you need to know what's going on. Because if you're not in tune with what young people are doing and where the, the world is going, then you can't make good decisions. And they don't know, they don't know any of this stuff. And that's what's disheartening. You know, that's what the soup, that's what's the super most frustrating part about this is that I don't, I think Janet Yellen, very smart, intellectual woman, as far as her pedigree goes, same thing with Jerome Powell. Great. But the fact is, is that you're not, if you're not staying innovative on what's actually happening in the world and where the people want the world to be going, and you're not focusing on that, then you're doing a disservice to the country and you shouldn't be in the position that you are. And the fact that you're saying, ah, you're, you're asking for someone that's 55 50 years old, right? That's still 40 years younger than the people that we have in power right now. That is horrible. That's that's over one of my lifetimes already, right? I'll be 40 next year, okay? And so, like, there's a whole lifetime of me between the, the people that we think are young compared to the people that are actually running the country. And that that's a problem. And yeah, I think just, we need to keep addressing that. And just to build on what you said at the end of the day, it's not even like their intellectual, their brain. No one's questioned the elite's brain power. What we're questioning is their, their agenda, right? Correct. Why are they holding us back? We all know that America, we are the lifeblood of innovation, and yet we're not innovating in the most innovative space to come. And so you just have to ask right. yourself, and people don't ask questions. Why are our leaders holding us back? Ask yourself the question. And then try to write answers to the question if yeah. you were in their shoes. And but it becomes if, very obvious. Even if there's not, let's just say, for instance, that there's not a plan to hold us back. If these people like Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell and Joe Biden are in the position that they are, and let's say that they're not, let's say that they're not trying to hold us back like on a, a, a an actual purpose reason, right? If they still don't know what's going on with people that are in their 30s, people that are in their 20s, people that are in their 40s, people that are in their 50s, and what those people want, it's going to hold everything back anyway. And that's why we have to move these people out of and get younger people in. And to Abs's point, 50 is fine. Or people that at least have a, a, a capacity to understand where the people are wanting the world to go.
Here's what's funny, Jeremy. We're going to go right to you, Billy. But what I think is so important to know is when I think of a fifth, when I think of a, a, let's just say a 90 year old and a 70 year old, I kind of group them into the same category. But the reality is there's two decades. I mean, listen, I'm, uh, I'm in my twenties, right? There's my entire life is between a 70 year old and a 90 year old, but I typically think of them as the same age. And it's like, listen, Donald Trump is old as, as, as old as hell, right? I don't know, maybe 72, 73. And people like Nancy Pelosi and Janet Yellen have two decades on him. So it, it really is crazy. Billy, I want to go to you. And then we have a lot of digital adoption news. We have Citibank, Wells Fargo, and BNY Mellon investing in digital assets. So we're going to bring that. I'll make it real quick. So I just want to, this goes back to what we talked about the narrative. Like these people are, are put in place for a reason. Like you can't do this to a country in this amount of time without it being purposeful. Like you can't be this dumb. It just, it just is, it is impossible to be this dumb. And so when you have these people, I mean, just dumb, like I can't even say it anymore. Just dumb. It's hard to even get past that. So you go into thinking like the border, the gas, the food, the, the baby shortage. Now they're pushing down crypto. Why? Because they can't get their piece of it. That's my personal thing. Look how much money they made all, all over the years. Nancy Pelosi's rich off trading. She's doesn't even know how to trade. Same thing with everything else. They got to figure out a way to get their piece of the pie and they can't do it and they can't figure it out. And that's what we're waiting for. But absolutely, I believe all this is purposeful. And these idiots are there for a reason. It's all part of the part of the plan. It's all theater, man. The crash was coming. They knew all this was going to happen. That's why we're able to be where we are, because we knew this shit was coming. Right, and I'm Billy, good. I don't know what's worse, right? If this is an accident or if it's on purpose, either way, it's an absolute crap storm. We're going to hop into this next article for today. Please, 213 live listeners, show us some love, smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. And if you really want to learn more about cryptocurrency, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to our entire team, including Coach JV. But we have this amazing article here, which global banks worldwide, Citibank, Wells Fargo, and BNY Mellon invest in a crypto firm, Talos, as an institutional adoption of digital assets accelerate. We're going to break down exactly what this means. Institute, uh, institutional digital asset technology provider, Talos, which aims to remove the barriers to wide-scale crypto adoption, has just partnered with Citibank, Wells Fargo, and BNY Mellon, a number of major financial institutions, a global firm that provides institutional digital asset trading technology. So what this means is that large institutions are now going to have an outlet to buy and trade cryptocurrency. This funding round represents a major inflection point for the industry. We've long heard that institutions are coming. Well, now the institutions are here. We'll start off with the node defender here. Mario, as we were prepping for this article, we can clearly tell that global banks are moving into cryptocurrency during this bear market, we see it in the UK, we see it in the US, we see it in China, and we see it in Japan. So here's another example of institutions. What are some of your thoughts? Yep, we've had multiple confirmations that this is happening, uh, as well as New Bank, that bank from Brazil that um, Johnny's Johnny's boss is invested in. Um, that bank is is moved into offering Bitcoin to to whereas potent it's rumored to be offering Bitcoin to their clients. So. Like financial institutions are, are grabbing onto this. And that's why, you know, I tweeted, these are clues. And so any nothing has changed. Like price action is just, it's affecting people's sentiment short term. It's it's playing with their emotions, but nothing fundamentally has changed about any of crypto, any of blockchain, institutions, banks, everything is continuing to move the same direction. And it's just it's just a matter of time. And look at these things as clues and continue to stay focused into, you know, 2025, 2030, because 
Short term, I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen. Like, no one knows. Robert Kiyosaki has his thing with $17,000 being the bottom. He doesn't know. Like, he's just speculating as much as we all are. And that's a lesson to be learned right now. But what I think is so interesting is that we haven't seen regulation. We haven't seen institutional adoption. We haven't seen cryptocurrencies implemented into 401k. So all of these things are going to be catalysts for crypto to go from a $1 billion industry to a 10, sorry, $1 trillion industry to a $10 trillion industry. We're yet to see any of that happen. And for any of our XRP holders out there, I really do think that the, the lawsuit is going to be a huge catalyst for growth. Jeremy, the floor is yours. Well, I was going to say, if there's anything that's purposefully happening, right, and I believe that there are things that are going into place, right, but this is a perfect example of how the corporations and the governments help each other out to push these infrastructures into their hands, right? So you will always give different types of incentives for corporations to do certain things or to work with certain companies, right? And then the corporations like that, and then they feed the money back into the politicians. And so in my opinion, if the government were going to do something that was going to be specifically purposeful, it's going to get things like this to happen with large companies, and then they can remove that out of the hands of the small people. And then that gives the corporations and the government's control over that entire infrastructure. And it also makes it easier in this case to go to a central, into a um, CBDC. And so that's one of the things that frightens me. Now, do I want these, do I want good companies to be able to? Absolutely. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like if we're not thinking of the purposefulness of the, the, the government trying to take control over it. But I think that this is how you really help move these things to CBDCs is with partnerships like this and making breaking those barriers to make it accessible. Because if they're creating infrastructure to make it accessible to the people, then you get it more in the hands of the people and you make it more widespread. And then you put regulation on it and you take that back out of the hands of the people owning it and controlling it. And then all of the corporations and the banks and the governments control it and you have a CBDC. Exactly. So it's just another move in that direction. I want to shift gears yep. a little bit. NFT tones. I want to get your comments on this next story. The world's largest airline, Arab Emirates, to add Bitcoin as payments. But what's really interesting here is that we have a series of updates from them when it comes to cryptocurrency. And this is one of the most profitable airlines on the planet. I'm pretty sure one of these regular plane tickets goes for four or $5,000. They're going to be launching an NFT collectible. They will launch experiences in the metaverse. They will use Bitcoin as a payment service, and they will use blockchain to keep track of aircraft records. Innovation across the board. NFT tones, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So first thing I want to say is we're seeing one way that people are using blockchain, which is completely different. Like I said, we'll probably eventually see car deeds, house deeds on the blockchain. It's a good way to keep every all store information. Um, I think it's awesome that they're adopting this. I think they're probably going to include some kind of NFT system to possibly give you discounts or something. So possibly earning an NFT could be really, owning one could be really good. It's interesting that they're getting involved in the metaverse with so much going on. I wonder what they plan to do with the metaverse because they could probably go so many different routes. And it would be really interesting. It really will. And I want to stick with you again for this next article. We're going to circle around the group. We only have about four minutes left, but NASA partners with Epic Games to create a Martian metaverse simulation. NASA sees a perfect example of where they can cut costs for a lot of the simulated things they're going to need to do to go to Mars. So they partnered with Epic Games, who is the creator of Fortnite, to work on a metaverse that looks and acts like Mars. This is very, very cool. Another real world implementation of the metaverse. And the T-Tones, what are your thoughts? So this kind of goes back to what I was saying with the schools and stuff. I think eventually the metaverse is going to be everywhere. We're going to have kids putting on uh, uh, 
VR headsets to go to class to do that type of thing. And now we're seeing it with NASA training. I think eventually we'll see it with military training too. I think there's so much to come still that we're, like I said, we're still in the beginning. I think that this is really awesome that they partnered with Epic Games because they made Fortnite. They have the experience. Fortnite is a billion dollar game. Like literally people throw money at Fortnite like crazy for skins and stuff. And it just boggles my mind because you can't sell them. You can't do anything with them. And so like when you compare it to a game like Mirror F4, which is an MMORPG where you can actually sell your character once you get to level 60 and you people are selling characters from anywhere from 70 bucks all the way up to five, $10,000. So like being able to sell your character that you grinded and worked for it could be really, really important, especially if we want to cash out. A hundred percent. We're going to get comments from Jeremy here, but there's one more quote I wanted to read from this article, which I thought was very telling about the mass adoption of the metaverse. It says as both Microsoft and meta formerly known as Facebook are introducing virtual reality suits in the field. Microsoft announced last year that it would integrate Mesh, an app that will replace video with digital avatars for meetings and presentations directly into popular Microsoft Teams app. For example, Meta just announced the launch of its venues in its flagship Metaverse app, Horizon World. So we are going to see more and more moving into the Metaverse, into 3D immersive reality. And I think a lot of these shows are going to be in the Metaverse pretty soon. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that Mesh is amazing, and everybody knows that I'm a big Microsoft fan in general, especially with their virtual, their augmented reality stuff that they're focusing on. But I wanted to make a comment about the NASA thing. NASA thing, real quick, is that I love space. I mean, I like. I mean, I like the concept of NASA. I like SpaceX. I like Blue Dragon. Whatever the case is, I like that technology. I just warn people, and I just want people to think about this really hard. Because if you've met me, my biggest fear is that an asteroid is going to destroy the planet. And so because of that, if NASA is focusing on making people understand and virtual reality them into being able to live in a Martian space atmosphere or um, environment, that means that they want us to know how to live inside of a Martian environment for some reason. And I just want to throw that out there. So, I mean, I think that it's something to really think about because if uh, if you've ever talked to me, two things that I'm really excited about doing in my lifetime, and that's building an asteroid defense system and two, a moon base. But the point is, is that we want to think about these things from like, why would they be doing that? Um, I know that they need to learn and 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 from it and they'll get people, you can give it to kids and kids will help teach them. I get that. But it just makes you think from the long run, why are so many people so hard focused on getting us to Mars? Hey, Jeremy, is that moon base going to be waterfront property? It's going to be waterfront be- property. Okay, no, 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 no. We're going to utilize the moon base to extract water to help as move, people move from the earth to get water that didn't nice. go to other planets. I like it. And everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I'm not. I, <laughs> I don't. remember that. Uh, well, Jeremy, I, I, I do want to say you do sound a little bit crazy, but I love you anyways. We're going to close this thing out. I want to say thank you to NFT Tones. Thank you to Billy. Thank you to the Node Defender. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And of course, thank you to the, the financial wizard, Jeremy. We are going to continue bringing you guys the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics on a daily basis. Show us some love. Smash that like button on the way out of here and comment down below how much we love you. We will see you guys in 71 hours. And it's like we always say, Warriors, together baby thank you for joining us today let's Let's go go. have a great weekend everybody here's the monkeys yes bring them up love the monkeys there we go i think jeremy's feeling jeremy's feeling like number one let's go let's go looking good